It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Welcome back, everyone, to the Float Track Podcast. I'm Kevin. He's Gordon. It's Olympic week here on the show. We're doing the women's running event previews today. We'll do the men's on Wednesday. If you missed any of our field event previews, go back, check the last two pods on your feed. Thanks, everybody, for subscribing and watching on YouTube. Gordon, we got a lot to cover today, so we'll go real quick with the pleasantries. How are you? I am fine. Thank you. Yourself? Good. Moving on. Matt Centrowitz. Let's start there. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I'm, I'm excited. I'm trying to get as much sleep in the lead up because I'm looking at that schedule starting Friday and there's no respite. In the trials, you had the two off days to recover. You could look at it as two four-day chunks. That doesn't really happen in the Olympics. You got to go straight through no off days. So I'm just trying to mentally and physically prepare myself for what's to come. Yeah, and I'm getting myself mentally and physically prepared for one, the the gambling aspect where I'll be hopefully doubling up 4,500 bucks. Or also NBA free agency starts, I think, next week. so we're gonna be dealing you and me, you know, maybe uh your boy DeMar DeRozan's the sign and trade and you're gonna be getting your boy Ben Simmons. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, oh so. wow. Oh wow. That's well, a lot. That's a lot to be happening on. That's a lot to process at this point. So we'll start we'll we'll talk about Centro's American record uh attempt here at the top, and then we're gonna go right into the women's running event previews. But Matthew Centrowitz went for it in Portland in a time trial designed to break Allen Webb's American record in the mile came up short did get a personal best though 349.26 his rabbits lasted about till one kilometer they went out quick around 54 ish seconds through through one lap and then once they stepped off centro slowed a bit as could be expected does this change your opinion of what he's capable of in tokyo does it keep it the same where are you at on putting this performance into perspective as it pertains to his his chances at the Olympics. It doesn't change much. It he had an opportunity to make me think he could win the Olympics if he would have ran, you know, 347, 346. Mm-hmm. But 349 that converts to like a 332. Mm-hmm. 332 that's good. That shows like hey, you're in that tier of like the top 10 guys in the world. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't show yet that he can handle a chariot pace, which we don't know if we're going to have to deal with. You don't know what Timothy Chariot's going to do. Is he going to make it a 328 race, 329 race? We don't know. Um, but it didn't give me like, uh-oh, watch out. Centro's about to win his second Olympic title. But it also didn't say like, ah, Centro has no chance to medal. Like, I think mm-hmm. he kind of stayed – where he was pre-race, which was he's a metal threat. 
if he has a good race. So you're holding. You're not buying. I'm you're holding. not selling. You're holding. Yeah. If we were in the pre-Chariot era, I think you'd be really encouraged by this race. You say, hey, he's in 332 shape, and he's Matthew Centrowitz. He's shown the ability to close. He's shown the ability to conserve energy through the rounds, and he knows when to make those smart, decisive moves. The issue is now the 1500 is just getting faster and faster. So 330 with Inga Britson and Chariot in the mix for 1500 seems like it's almost like a prerequisite. Now, again, that's just, we're basing that off of previous years. We don't know what's actually going to happen when it comes time to, to race. But I think if this was, if we did not have the favorites that we have in this event right now, the personnel that we have right now in this event, you'd say that's a pretty good tune-up. 349, he's got strength, he's got speed, he's got experience. Let's 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 roll with that. But Chariot's a pretty predictable runner, save for one race at the Kenyan trials when he finished fourth. But other than that, you can pencil him in for for 330 or faster, it feels like. Yeah. So but you know, Centro, he wasn't supposed to win in 2016, yeah. and uh, we all know what happened there. Uh, everyone was looking at uh, Kiprop, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then he just showed up and controlled the race, and we had that 350, 1500 meter race. So, yeah. <laughs> but I just don't think Chariot's going to make the first lap, you know, not 70 seconds or whatever. So, yeah, what are the chances we see a 350, 1500 race? Just like if you could, zero. I know you've been getting, I know you've been getting into the odds and stuff. It'd be fun to see some odds on time because with, with Chariot and Ingo Britson in there, the odds of this going slow for more than maybe a hundred or 200 meters is just not in their DNA. They're just going to go Chariot in particular. Yeah. I have been, uh, trying to figure out what, uh, uh sports book I'm going to use for the Olympics. And I finally mm -hmm. narrowed down. The one I want, and they didn't have a 10k and 5k odds, but the, today they just had their 10k 5k odds, and they also are going to give me top three odds for pretty much every race, and I can parlay. Yeah. Like FanDuel, Fan DraftKings, they don't let you parlay anything in the Olympics, yeah. but I'm like, hey, they're giving me parlays, they're giving me top threes, which is great because there's, there's a lot of good like you stay away from picking Grant Holloway, but then you mm -hmm. go after like who you think can get third. So, man, they're giving you more opportunities for you to lose money. Yes, more opportunities to lose money. I'm they're excited. so generous. That's so nice of them to do that for you. Hey, you're gonna start I, getting jealous. You're gonna start joining the train. That's what's gonna happen. I, I look. I've seen some things. I can tell you offline if you want. I've I've been looking at these as well too. I've I've found some inefficiencies in there for sure. Um, any any other thoughts on on Centro or the weekend results? No, I guess we're done though, right? We're done with track. Track has now all been, the resumes are all complete going into mm -hmm. the Olympics, right? Everyone is done. There's no more track meets. As far as I know, as far as I know, okay. the only meets now are tune-ups on the practice track in Tokyo. That's it. Yeah, or in Hawaii, right? Yeah, a lot of people Hawaii? in Hawaii. That's a nice, that's a nice transition over there to the. To Japan, like go to Hawaii for a few days, get acclimated yeah. to the weather, and get the get a little bit closer to the time zone, and then go from there. Yeah, we might hear some stories about fast tune-ups on the. Have, 
local high school track, but I don't at this point, I mean, the track's starting on Friday. I think we're hay is in the barn. Have you been watching some of the Olympics so far? Yes. Yes. So what are your, one thing that's just so weird for me is I'm going from watching 40,000 people in a stadium in Dallas, Texas, watching USA men's uh, soccer team go up against Jamaica in the Gold Cup, which USA won. And they're coming to Austin on Thursday, by the way. Uh, I'm watching like a sporting event, international sporting event with 40,000 fans. And then I have to go and watch the Olympics and like there's no fans. It's really weird. Don't you think it's kind of weird how like all these no, other no, major no. sporting events like NBA Finals and Euro Cup, the Gold Cup, all the stuff, and then Olympics is like not – and you see these facilities. I was watching like the triathlon, and I'm seeing all these great facilities and all this stuff, and it's just like it's not being used. It's really kind of sad. Yeah. And it could be. I think I'll, I think I'll notice it more in track just because I'm used to seeing crowds in track. But like, yeah, I don't really have an iconic memory of a crowd at a basketball game. In the like in the Olympics, it just it always felt like the crowds were much much calmer. And then the same thing with with swimming. Yes, I know there's always those cutaway shots to the crowd, and you can hear them, um, especially when someone from the home country performs well. But but like the focus is always just like the way that camera shot is. It's it's on the it's on the pool, right? Whereas in track. The camera shot oftentimes is catching people or cardboard cutouts. Yeah. yeah, in the crowd. I've just been interested. The swimming coverage is so interesting to me because you can just see why people look like American fans are so enthralled by. Uh, oh yeah, well we got this clip actually. This is an amazing. This is the only crowd shot you really needed. <laughs> the, the 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 swim coach uh, from Australia, Titmus's swim coach. Uh, she beat Ledecky last night. Like everything is a world record in swimming or a lot of things are world records in swimming. U.S. is in every event, like compare, like track can't really compete when it comes to that sort of thing. And the announcers, I don't know if you noticed this. And I think it's largely a function of the fact that swimming, like U.S. always has people um, in the mix and there's a record frequently. They're a lot more America centric on the swimming broadcast than they're on the track broadcast. Like I was watching that relay um u.s women lost australia smashed the world record and it, the world record was like and they set the world record like the decibels did not change at all rowdy Gaines did not lose his mind at all and the, you know they mentioned australia broke the world record but then it was like and the u.s gets bronze i was just thinking about how much different that would be for track and the way it's yeah. presented here in the united states is it's way more internet i mean i think it's i like the swing broadcasters they get they get super excited and it's and it's interesting and from an outsider, it's fun to watch like that. But like, I also appreciate the fact that we're looking at the entire competition and we're not just like, and a U.S. person got fifth. Meanwhile, the top three went under the old world record and <laughs> and, and nine crazy things happened, but the U.S. person got fifth. Like they're actually focusing on, on the race, which I appreciate. One last thing before we get into previewing every women's track event. Scale of one to 10, What's your concern uh, level of Team USA basketball not winning gold? Uh, After I watched that for those who know, they lost to France. They lost to Batum. Uh, they lost to uh, who, who was also Nando, on that team? 
Rudy Gobert, Nando DeColo. Rudy Gobert. That's some hoopers and, uh, out there. Uh, the, the, the Orlando Magic kid. I forget. Oh, no, Boston. What's his name? Fournier, Evan Fournier. Yeah, Fournier. Fournier, like, yeah. lit him up. So what are your thoughts on uh, Team USA basketball? Not doing uh, well. I'll, I'll keep this brief in honor of 60 Seconds of Sixers here. Uh, unlike most people, I actually watched a portion of the game. I watched the fourth quarter. Uh, it was, like, kind of a fluke occurrence. The last three minutes, Team USA was up eight. They blew two coverages, gave up two wide-open corner threes. Uh, Adebayo missed two threes. Dame Lillard fall, fell down. They had that possession where they missed five shots, including three wide-open threes. Uh, Fournier hit a crazy, you know, out of, like falling to the side off of a save three. It, it, I think they're fine. I think they're fine. I think they'll get into the, the knockout stage, and they'll, and they'll tighten some things up, though. It is – the rest of the world's caught up. The rest of the world's caught up. I was thinking about this in terms of track, actually, right? There's no reason like the U.S. should lose a four by one if you think about it, just in terms of population. But we all know the mishaps that the U.S. has had in the past with getting the stick around, and people always say, "Well, it's because they don't practice enough together. There's no chemistry." Versus some other teams who don't have as fast people, but their ability to get the stick around, they're able to maximize the talent on each leg, and I think that's pretty similar to what we're seeing in in U.S. basketball. It just took a while for other people to and other countries to to catch up to that same point. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just, I think problem is most of like current, like fans just keep on thinking, thinking it's 1992. And it's not, and it's not. And it yeah. is. And the way the international game is played is, is much different. And then you're throwing a bunch of people together and yeah, they did a tournament last year, but it's just completely, it, it, it's completely different. So I, I don't even think actually it would be a, Huge shock if they did lose, given all that. But I think they'll get it. I think I'll get it together. Um, yeah. All right, let's get into this. Let's start with the women's hundred. We got your rankings on the site here. Here's your top five. Ah, I'll do your top. I'll do your top eight. I'll do your finalists here: Fraser Price, Thompson, Hurrah, Okabare, Jackson, Tolu, Asher Smith, Oliver, Daniels. So a couple things jump out at me here: Fraser Price, if she wins gold and she's run ten sixty three this year would join Usain Bolt as the only people in history to win three 100-meter Olympic gold medals. Of course, Bolt did it consecutively. Fraser Price would go 08, 12, and then now in Tokyo. A Jamaican sweep is possible here with Fraser Price, Thompson, Hurrah, and Jackson. And then just the overall depth here, Gordon, stands out to me. You have someone like Dina Asher-Smith, who was silver in Doha at the last World Championships and the 200-meter champ down here in in sixth and i think that's a fair ranking for her now i i think personally she's gonna find her way up a little bit higher but that just shows you how deep the women's hundred has been this year um and the u.s is going to go in here as the underdog i do think they'll get a couple people through to the final and from there they'll have a shot to maybe sneak sneak on the podium but i think this is going to be jamaica heavy at the top what do you think well there's no way an american's going to make the podium you say sneak onto the podium. I do not see Oliver or Daniels or Prandini, for that matter, finding a way to get top three. Because you look at the top women up top with, you know, Shelly and Fraser Price, Elaine Thompson, Hurrah, and um, Blessing. It just, they've been running consistently, you know, 10 highs. Mm -hmm. Like they haven't been running 11 O's really ever. Like every their worst races are like ten eighty nine. Um, they've been continuing to like just show that consistency, and I really think a lot of these athletes are interchangeable. 
I see that top six as all like, I could see a different scenario where they all finish in a different position. And the only one that really has that extra factor that is why I ranked her number one, Shelly and Fraser Price, is because one, she won the Jamaican trials, which had a lot of pressure and it had the rounds element. And, you know, she's she's done at the international level multiple times. You say she's about to potentially join Bolt as the only one to ever win three uh, Olympic golds in the 100. So mm-hmm. you have to give that well, to her. She hasn't showed any sign of falling off. Yeah, Shelly and Fraser Price is the heavy, and she's fastest time in the, of the year, right? 1063. Right. So, yeah, yeah. That's a good reason to rank her first, even if she didn't have this huge track record of success. She's the reigning world champion and she ran 1063 this year. She's had some losses this year, but she runs frequently. She's not one of those people who only runs if she's in perfect shape. She has a pretty busy schedule. So, I think you take those losses and you Put them in context of what she's done in past years and you could see her obviously being the the clear favorite here yeah obviously if richardson was in this race i think this would be the race of the entire meet given what we said before just to make the final would have been a, a crazy feat but i think you're right with regards to the americans you got people who can go 10 sevens in here and 10 sixes and that just changes the entire dynamic of the race i put us medal odds at 15% in this one, just because there is some unpredictability no in the hundred there's injuries, there's DQs, there's scratches. Um, and I guess if you got, if you could tell me that two, two people got to the final, which I think they'll get at least two people through to the final, you have two of the eight lanes again, still 15%, not 50%, 15%. It's, it's going to be a long shot. They are, they are significant underdogs. This is going to be a fantastic race, though. I'm really excited to see what what Fraser Price can do if she can pull it off again. Uh, the current odds is Shelly Ann Fraser Price is minus 118. For those who know how odds works, that means that you have to bet $118 to win $100. So mm-hmm. it's really good. It's a heavy favorite odds for Fraser Price. Second mm-hmm. favorite is Elaine Thompson. Dina Asher Smith is third, which I don't see happening. I think Sharika Jackson and Blessing Okabear and even Talu are in better position than Dina Asher Smith. She she's dealing with an injury, right? She pulled out of that last Diamond League, the London well, Diamond she won League. So kind of here's the thing with Asher Smith: her best win of the year, Gateshead, came in a race where there was like 900 meter per second wind and, and rain in her face. So she didn't get the, the time that went with it. I think if she beat those women and she had run a 10, eight in that race, I think more people would be talking about her, but I, I, I would not count her out in the hundred or the 200. I think she's got a better shot in the 200, but I could see, see her being third, but I think that next group is really close together. Yeah. I'm liking these, uh, Plus 350 odds for Blessing Okabare to be top three. Okabare. 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 Sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. That's pretty good. We got, we got the Olympics there. Yeah, we got the uh, Olympics. I mean, and people are going to hit me on the chat for saying your name wrong. I apologize, Blessing, and the entire Nigerian community. She she ran that 1063 wind-aided. Um, and she's had some good performances this year as well, too. She's raced frequently. Tolu, 
I think Tolu, she's always in the mix. She's very consistent. She's solid bronze in 2019. She's run 1086. If this track is fast, I think we're going to see some ridiculous times. Yeah. I do. What, what do you think it's going to take to win? What do you think the winning time will be? I think it might take – I'm not going to say that they're going to need to run fast. Like, Fraser Price, I don't think he's going to need to PR to run. I don't think you're going to – we're going to be like, you need to run a 1060 to, to run. But, I don't know, 10-7-1? 10-7-0? Yeah. I can see that. There, I can see 10, um, 10 – I can see 10-6-8, 10-6-9 being the – Unless the conditions – unless the conditions are so bad or unless the track – is a lot slower than we are anticipating. You just have too many people there who have run in that 10, well, from Fraser Price, from the 1063, and I guess if you count Okabare's wind-aided or you do the conversion, basically from mid-10-6s through to 10-8 lows, you just have so many people there that you think that a couple of them are going to come through on the day and, and run something spectacular. So... That's why I would say 10, 10, 7 low, which would be, I mean, we're getting spoiled with these women's hundred meter times. We really are. Yeah. We're expect we're expecting so much every time they come out. It's the same thing with Richardson. Like we just started to expect 10 sevens from her that when she ran was a 10, eight in the Olympic trials final, you're like, okay. Cause we saw what she did in the semi, you're like, oh, 10, but 10, eight is 10, eight is moving. Like, like for a while there, 10 nines were consistently winning diamond leagues. And then you see this, this year, just how many people are in that, are in that range. So it'll be fun. Jamaica got a chance at a sweep. I think Asher Smith, Tolu, Okabare will have something to say about that. Let's go to the 200 now, shall we? Let's do it. This, okay. Another so this one is, sweep. well, depends on Shawnee Miller-Webo. So this sure. is the part where I pull, pull up the schedule, Gordon, and I tell you this would be Shawnee Miller-Webo's schedule if she doubles. So day four, she'd have the 200 in the morning, round one, and then 200 semifinals in the evening. Then the next day, she'd have the 400-meter first round in the morning, and then she'd have the 200-meter final at night. Day six, she'd have the 400-meter semifinal. Then she'd have a day off, and then it would be the 400-meter final on day eight. I think she's going to do both. I think she's such a massive favorite in the 400 that she could go into that event a little tired, even if she is a little tired and she would still win and she'd be comfortable enough to where that wouldn't even be an issue. But the 200 will be tricky because we have the same, there's the same three Jamaicans that we mentioned before with Fraser Price, Thompson, hurrah, Sharika Jackson, Dean Asher Smith coming off the gold, Gabby Thomas ran at 21.6 at the trials, uh, Jenna Prandini. Ran 2189 at the trials to lose there as well. So this to me really, there's a lot of question marks here based on who runs. Also, who looks good in the 100 coming back. Fraser Price has run really well in this race. Um, but in Monaco, she lost to Miller Weibo and Toulou. But Jackson, Trika Jackson beat uh, Miller Weibo in Hungary. So everybody's kind of got a loss this year or something on their resume that makes you think, hey, they're beatable. Asher Smith is 2-0 this year, but didn't, um, didn't race the 200 as much. Gabby Thomas hasn't raced since the trial, so we don't know what she's done since that 21-6. There's a lot of questions. This one's pretty fun in terms of just trying to, to sort out 
who the podium would be. You could come up with a bunch of different combinations, I think. Yeah, and uh, I talked about this with Lincoln two or three weeks ago. The big change here is you have the the favorite, which is Gabby Thomas, who's run sub-22 multiple times, but she hasn't raced against these Jamaicans, the the Blessings, the Shawnee Miller, Weibos, really any at all this this season. So is she going to be able to replicate the trials just in a different location? And if she does that, I think she would win. But the question is, you don't know the way the track's going to go. You don't know the way how the other athletes, what lane draw she's going to get. And just there's a lot of other factors that she just hasn't been exposed to. And you you can't just you can't just say these are my times, so this is what I run. Game over. And let I me mean, look. Miller Weibo here lost to is that Sharika that she lost to? Sharika Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Sharika Jackson. Yeah. So they're just everyone is beating everyone back and forth. And then you have the Gabby Thomas factor, who has won everything, but she hasn't beaten anyone except for Americans. So mm-hmm. you have to think what is. Gabby Thomas is what's she gonna do when she actually is faced with the Jamaican contingent and Shawnee Milowebo and Blessing. So you you just we don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Is there a reason you don't have Fraser Price in the top ten? Did I miss yeah. something? Yeah. What's the reason? I uh I think she's gonna pull out. I think also <laughs> oh, you don't think she's gonna run. Okay, yeah, but if she I think, ran, I mean, I mean, she's having a, just like because her hundred is so good, it's obscuring how good the two hundreds. I mean, she won the Jamaican trial. She's run twenty one seventy nine. Yeah, but yeah, she's she only run that that twenty one seventy nine is like a a one off. Look at the rest of her results. Well, I know, think it's like twenty two. Yeah, but she's like uh, she's gotta, she's she has one fast. She uh, the, that one the two hundred is a flash in the pan type two hundred. So that's why. Okay, well, if she's in that race, she's making the final. Uh, I think that's that's pretty obvious. I mean, she hasn't run that many two hundreds. She's run, she ran one in Kingston or a couple. She in has. Kingston she's, and then, no, she's she has. Five, she has a, and only one of them was the championship. Well, third running third in to Miller Weibo and Tulu is nothing to sneeze at. I just she's going to be top eight. I mean, if she decides to to run it. And she's entered, so I think she will go for it. I mean, Asher Smith at 10, I mean, I think she'll do better than that, obviously, if she gets in there. Um, I think you have, you have the Americans really high in here. <laughs> One, two, and five in here based on their spectacular times at the trials. But if you're looking at head-to-head and you're looking at, at victories this year and who's actually competed internationally, I think you'd give the you'd, – you'd, you'd put the Jamaicans higher up. You'd put Miller Weibo higher up. I just wonder – I just wonder – I know Willa Weibo has talked about focusing on the 200 this year. How much comes out of her legs in day five if she has to run a 400 round in the morning and then come back and run a 200 final? Is it 1%? Is it like 5%? Is it half a percent? Like what – at that level, she's going to what, jog like a 52 and qualify or a 51.5? Does that impact her 200-meter performance at all that night? I would say minimally. Yeah, and, yeah, I think, but I think it is a thing. Like, and I think that's one advantage that Gabby Thomas is going to have. She'll be the freshest athlete on that track because everyone else will either be in the hundred 
or Shani Miller-Raybo will be coming off a 400 prelim. So that is going to be a little bit of a, a factor in my opinion. I don't think it's that big of a deal, but it is a little bit of a slight edge to Gabby Thomas. I I just think the 200 also sometimes gets weird. You know this. I mean, it does. It does. look at yeah. the men's 200 from 2017 when Guliev won. Or was it 20? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's yeah. like everyone, you had all these people, the Coleman's, the Gatlin's, uh, the Bolts of this world, all there. And then all of a sudden, Guliev is winning because everyone else is kind of like second – not putting, they're like, ah, the 200, I'm done. Van Neeker you know? was gassed. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think Shelly Ann could just win the 100 and then be like, all right, the, I'm done. I won. You know. But on the flip side of that, Thompson Hurrah, if she gets second in the 100, she can be really motivated. And we've seen how good she can be in major championship 200s. I, I think I put the US medal odds. I obviously agree that they're going to be better than. The hundred odds, that's obvious, but I still put it at, I put it way lower than you are forecasting. I put it twenty-five percent just because three Jamaicans, Miller Weibo, uh Asher Smith, that's a solid five right there. And then you throw in Tolu, et cetera. There's a lot of there's a lot of women there who are experienced and have run you know sub twenty-two. And I would feel better about it if we saw more performances from the Americans post-trials, but we didn't. Yeah. Which could be smart. We didn't. It could be smart. Yeah. It could be smart. But yes, if if Cheyenne Fraser-Price is in the 200, she's obviously getting to the final. And at the very, I know she's, I'm not going to say she'd be a lock for a medal, but I think she'd be top five at the very, the very least. Sharika Jackson so is an interesting person. Person, people in America, we're all interested in the whole the Fred Curley going from the 400 down to the 100. Look at Sharika Jackson's career; she's like a 400 meter runner up until this year, and she ran some 400s this year too. But then just morphs into this 200 meter star and gives Jamaica another person in that event. Uh, her story is really interesting. She also made the the transition to the the shorter distances seem effortless. Very impressive year for her. Yeah. So before we move on to the next event, all right. So, what will be who will have faster times? The one what, who will run faster? Well, it may, if you were to take uh, Shakari Richardson's prefontaine times that she's going to run, it's fast track in mm -hmm. mid August after the Olympics, and put them into these. 100 meter and 200 meter final. What pl place do you think uh, Shakari Richardson would finish? Like you the know, ghost of Shakari Richardson, where she landed. Is Shelly and Fraser Price in those races? Who's in the races at Pre with her? Everyone, uh, no, well, everyone's in the. I'm just, where do you think Shakari Richardson's going to finish if she were running and she didn't get popped for uh, doing something that everyone does? Um,. <laughs> Wait, where do you think I, she'd finish in the Olympics? Or where do I think she'd finish in the Olympics. pretty fine chain times? No, well, oh, okay, I'm just okay, trying okay. to turn it into a thing. I would the pick Olympics. her. Okay. So if, if that didn't happen, I would still have Shelly Ann Fraser-Price as the favorite because of the 1063, because of the history. And then I would have Richardson 2 and Thompson Hurrah 3 in the 100. That's how I would pick them. And then if she was running the 200, would you put her in the 200? Well, she didn't run the 200 of the trials. So it's, that one's... True. Harder to fig to figure out, but I would ha I probably would have her in the 
the second to fourth range there. That was a lot easier question than you set it up. You're like, hypothetically, in uh-huh. August, she's at the Prefontaine Classic. She's She got a good night's sleep. She's there. There's three other women in there, and the wind is plus 1.7. What does she run? It just was, was confusing. Here's the um, – so put these times up. This is interesting. We can put this one up. So this is the history of the 200 in this event. So you look at the previous winning t- times, 2178, 2188, 2174, 2205. So the last three champions have been – well under 22 seconds to give you an idea of what it's going to take to to get that win and fraser price she's got she's got experience in the 200 too don't just think of her as a as a 100 meter runner all right let's go let's go to the 400 let's go to the 400 all right let's do it shawnee miller weibo is just a massive favorite in this race. And we've been over time and time again the reason why Shana Miller Weibo is such a massive favorite in this race. Number one, she's really good. Number two, for a variety of she's reasons, really good. For, well, she's really good. And she would be the favorite unless Nasser had had a season, not been suspended, and put up a solid time. Because then we would have flashed back to Doha and remembered that historic race. So I'm not saying that Miller Weibo wouldn't have been a, a favorite anyway. But you have just all these people go out of this event for a variety of reasons that we're not really going to get into because everybody knows. And then the group that you're left with, it's really it really shakes out to Miller Weibo versus the U.S. and Jamaica here. And so the U.S. has a good shot here to, to pick up some medals. But Miller Weibo... Her PB, obviously sub 49, but her season best, 49.08. And she hasn't really run that many quarters this year. Season best is 49.08. Nobody else on the start list, Gordon, has run faster than 49.61 this year. And that 49.61 this year is Stephanie Ann McPherson of Jamaica. You, of course, have Quinera Hayes, who won the U.S. trials, 49.78. Allison Felix, 50.02. Uh, Candice McLeod of Jamaica, 49.91. Wadlin Jonathan's 50.03. But that gap there. So either Miller Weibo is going to have to slow down considerably or someone's going to have to run the race of their life, essentially, and, to win this race. So, again, if she's healthy, if she's not impacted too much by running the 200, if she runs the 200, this should be a significant victory for Miller Weibo in the quarter. I 100% agree. I think she, this is, we'll see what the gambling odds have for her. I'll bring it up. So, oh, she's a huge favorite. Yeah, women's she's 400. She's minus, minus 500. So that's. <laughs> that might even uh, be. Not generous enough, given the field here. Um, and you can see, here's the world list. We can put that, I don't know if we've already put that up, but you can put that up again. You can see the names there who of people who aren't running the quarter who have run fast this year. That's why when people were saying, oh, she's talking about running the 200. She's talking about running the 200, not the 400. I looked at it the same way as when the talk out there was that Felix was going to run the 200 and not the 400 at the U.S. trials. How it just would be a really puzzling decision given the personnel in both races. Like we just went through the 200, how hard that's going to be. It's an absolute gauntlet 
to get a medal in the women's 200, let alone get a gold medal. And then you go in the 400 where your season best is more than a half a second clear of everybody else. And your lifetime best is an even bigger advantage over everybody else. I think this is going to be the Miller Weibo show. Now, I will say this. Every time Miller Weibo is in a, in a 400 in a global championship, crazy stuff happens. Crazy stuff happens. You saw, obviously, remember 16, her and Felix. Yeah, which just before the Richardson situation, like created the worst takes of non-track people ever. Like that was the bar. And then people flew by it with Richardson. Like they sprinted past how bad those takes were. People saying she should be disqualified. It was a, a just a hailstorm of horrible opinions. Okay, and then you go to 17. Remember, she was in the lead and then stumbles in or ties up. I don't even know what happened in those last few meters and then ends up getting fourth. That was one where Nasser announced herself to the world um, and, and, and Francis, uh, Francis got the gold. And then you go to 2019 where she ran a time that you'd think would have won and should have won and she ends up getting beaten. So even with all that crazy past considered, I still think she is a solid lock here for gold. Yeah, solid lock. It's there's a lot of what could this race have been if he had the Milo Weibo show, but he also had um, Momomba, the two uh, Nambia athletes who recently ran Namibia. 48 seconds of 40 Nambia 48 seconds Namibia. 49 seconds. Name, I, I, I'm just going to – NAM Na, country. Namibia. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I apologize. I'm the worst at the English language. Uh, it's unfortunate we don't get to see this young – she's what, 18? 19, she's like 19 or 20? Yeah, she's young. Yeah. She's young. Look at this. This has been like – imagine this versus Shawnee Miller-Weibo. This would have been fun to watch, but we don't get to see that. Noah Thing Mo either. Uh, which would have been also yeah. really fun. Another young star. Um, but, hey, we, we're going to still get a little bit of Shawnee Miller-Weibo, Allison Felix on our last hurrah, you could say. I'm looking at the odds. Allison Felix, check this out. Top three odds is plus 150. That's really good odds. I would take that. Mm-hmm. Allison Felix getting at least top three, that's happening. Yeah. Right? Look so, at Look at – Look at how the worm has turned. We started the year with Gordon <laughs> saying Felix was not even going to make the trials or something. There was some really horrible opinion. And now you have her ranked second. You're picking her for silver ahead of Cornera Hayes. I think, I think it's going to be a fight for those last two medals. I think Felix is one of the people who's in it. But I think all three Jamaicans have a shot. I think all three Americans have a shot as well. Also, Polino of the Dominican Republic's run sub 50 this year but yeah it's been a journey for gordon and his takes with allison felix i guess that one one month ago we're putting it up on the screen now gordon finally admits he's wrong about allison felix uh now i guess the trilogy the part three of it is gordon bets his own money on allison felix that's how confident he is ultimate and then i lose respect. and then and you then get mad the money and then i go back well my yeah. next take on allison felix is gonna be when everyone starts comparing her to bolt and I'll be very upset about that because she's not bold. Hey, silver, if she gets a silver here or – like, what are the odds – let's let's play this game real quick. 
what are the, what's the percent chance that Milowevo doesn't run the 400? Uh, I mean, she's going to run it. It's after. It's the second event. 200's the more one up in the air, I would argue. Yeah, but I'm still asking the question. What's the percent chance she doesn't run the 400? Zero. Okay, well, it's got to be higher than zero because there's okay. less than zero percent chance of an injury. You I'm didn't play the game bit. very – Okay, yeah, the 10%. Game, you were, 5%. Okay. 5%. Okay, so – right. So it's not – it's more than zero. Okay. And it's higher than anybody else. Like her scratch potential, which is a stat I just made up right now, is higher than any of the other notable names in this event. Would you agree? Yes. Yes. Okay. If she does scratch, imagine the story there. Imagine how wide open this thing then becomes. Because yeah. as I mentioned before, then you have the three Americans, three Jamaicans. And – Felix could win. I mean, she also could finish at the back of that group and, and get fifth or sixth. But everything is on the table then. Quinera Hayes, gold medalist. McPherson, gold medalist. Wyland Jonathan's gold medalist. All that is, is in play if, is, you know, if Milowebo doesn't run. Again, I don't think she's going to do it. But you know, I don't think she's going to scratch is what I'm saying. Um, and I've said that all year. I think even when Nat, we thought NASA was going to run, I thought the 400 was going to be the better chance because, again, how deep the 200 is. But there at least exists a possibility. The 400 has been strange all year. U.S., it's been strange. Throughout the world, it's been strange. That's one thing that's been, it's been consistent. Let's move up. Mid-distance time. On up. Or do you want to do the hurdles now? Do you want to stay... Uh, one lap or less, yeah, or do you want? Yeah, let's let's stay sprint. Let's stay sprinters. So let's go to uh, one hundred hurdles. Okay, one hundred hurdles is interesting because when I was breaking down all these events, I was kind of looking at how many people could I imagine as gold medal winners, and this one, it's a pretty short list. Camacho Quinn, based on what she's done this year. Is, is the favorite, in my opinion. So you could obviously see her taking home gold. She's got three sub-1240s this year. She's got the best three times of the year, five of the top six, 1232, solid. Kenny Harrison, trials champ, 1247, world record holder. She has silver in Doha. Hasn't gotten that outdoor gold yet, but you could see her winning. Then after that, a lot of these folks are are would have been long shots at the beginning of the year, if you ask me, Gordon. like. Toby Amason, I agree. Number three, Clemens, four, Cindy Sember, five. But it's, I think it's a two-person race between Camacho Quinn and Harrison. What do you think? 100% agree. There's a big drop-off after the top two. Um, Camacho Quinn, I have ranked one. A lot of odds makers have Ken, Kenny Harrison as the favorite with Quinn the second favorite. But I think Quinn is the way she's been running. It just hasn't been getting that much of a a national worldwide attention because she's you know she's running for Puerto Rico. She didn't have the the platform of a U.S. Trials to kind of dominate yeah. in, and she's won a couple of races that are like Continental Tour type meets that just aren't flashy enough, like a big yeah. Diamond League uh, win. So yeah, I think uh, Kamacha Quinn is like the low key favorite. With Kenny Harrison being like the the public favorite, she's been way under the radar for how fast 
she's been running. Because prior to this year, her PB was 2018, a 1240 from 2018, back when she was in, in college. Um, possibility exists, Gordon, for the Kentucky Kentucky sweep, the 2018 Kentucky sweep in the hurdles with her and Sydney McLaughlin. That's an interesting storyline. But yeah, this would be one where if you hadn't been paying attention to track in 2021, but had been paying attention before and you tuned in, you'd say, well, Camacho, Camacho Quinn won the gold. And then everybody paying attention this year would have been like, yeah, that was probably had a 50%, 40% chance of happening. There was, there's, there was no reason to, to bet against her based on how solid she's been. Harrison, I think though, is going to be, is going to be um, in the mix, right? Cause she's run 1220. She has the ability to go that fast. The other women here, they're going to have to run the race of their life. I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at the rest of this list, seeing if there's a, a dark horse here. It's tough. I have U.S. Metal Odds, Gordon, at 65% in here. 65%. U.S. Oh, team. I'm going higher. Higher. Yeah, Cl Clemens and Cunningham, the other two. There. Who else is going to break up? Who, you, can you think of two? Obviously, Camacho Quinn, and you could yeah. argue Toby Amusin. But like after that, scroll down this list, Travis. We look at the, put it up on the screen. Where's another non-American on this list for like yeah. top times? You have to go all the keep going, keep going, keep going. There, Cindy, Sember, Sember who's around twelve fifty three with plus two point oh win. I we're gonna have at least one American run fast enough for that. So, yo, as person who loves to pick sweeps from countries, U.S. or otherwise, I'm still scarred by 2015 when I called it for the U.S. and they didn't get a single medal in this event. So, it can happen. <laughs> I guess and it made no true. sense. It made absolutely no sense that they did not medal in 2015 in the high hurdles. So that's why I hold out hope. And they don't have the three. Because Camacho Quinn is there, seemingly taking up one spot of the three, that to me changes things. Because in the past, you the U.S. would would have the top two, or in some cases, the top the top three. So it makes it a little more challenging. Okay, four meter hurdles. Four meter hurdles. Another race where there's two people cut above. Sydney <laughs> McLaughlin, fifty-one nine. Dillamaha, you know, I think there's three people. Point. There's three people. Well, three people. Yeah, you got you got to factor in Femke Bull. And it, U.S. folks may not have paid attention to her this year because all the attention in the event goes to Muhammad and McLaughlin, and rightfully so because they're the two best all time. But Bull, four Diamond League wins this year, and again, 52-37. So her, her season best is actually better than Muhammad's. I go back to the trials. Muhammad coming off a torn hamstring. And all sorts of hiccups in her training was still able to pull it together and not only make the team, but run pretty strong against McLaughlin all the way through to about hurdle and number nine. I think this race, Gordon, has the distinction of having the clearest top three in the entire meet. Yeah. I mean, maybe men's shop put? No, I don't know. Yeah, this is... Very clear. It's a very clear top three. I don't see uh and they're together, right? I don't think obviously Sydney is world record holder, but I do think mm -hmm. Femke Bowl and the little Muhammad will be neck and neck in the final hundred meters. Yeah. I mean 
Shamir Little is, I think, at the same level as Dalila Muhammad right now. And Femke Bowl has been able to kind of just outbeat Pacer like in three straight races in this European season. Mm-hmm. I can see that being very similar. I can see Sydney having win by like 10 meters. And then there's just like a lean at the line for a second between mm-hmm. Bowl and Muhammad. Mm-hmm. I just am continually impressed by Muhammad's ability to get ready for the big meet. And there's nothing bigger than than this one coming up. So I think I have her slotted in it silver behind McLaughlin because I think she's going to be better than she was in Eugene. I think McLaughlin could be better than she was in Eugene as well too, which is where it gets tricky. But I think Bull, Bull is going to be top three for sure. U.S. will have to really work to get a sweep here. U.S. medal odds, Gordon, on this one, 99% according to me. 99%. <laughs> I think that's too Isn't low. wild that? Shamir Literal has the third fastest time in the world and she's not going yeah. to the Olympics. It's wild. Yeah. That was one of the one of the surprises here. Anna Cockerell in there uh, for the U.S. getting that third spot. I'm looking at who else you have in here. Geneve Russell of Jamaica. Anna Ryzakova of Ukraine. And Victoria Kachuk of Ukraine. You have five and six. You have Cockerell seven. I think they'll get all three to the, the final of the U.S. I think Cockerell will make the final. And... Yeah, I like. Are you picking McLaughlin to win? I am picking McLaughlin to win. My the bet to make though on this event, because obviously, I don't, what's her odds? What's McLaughlin's odds? I think I'm going to do a little mini video before each day and tell you the bet I'm making. So right now, Sydney is minus three thirty-five. So that's not that good of odds. Um. And the Muhammad Bull McLaughlin top three are just like super all favorites. So this may be an event we kind of just stay away from. I don't know. Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, I would... there's a there's a trick to this one. I can tell you this one uh, later when it gets closer. What's what's the trick? Um, I don't I don't want I don't want I don't want to tell you right now. It's gonna blow your mind and it'll de- derail the whole show. I don't want to tell you the trick. Okay. Now. I'll wait. I'll wait on that one. Um, well, if you listen to the other podcast I do, where my co-host Jason actually knows gambling, he reveals the trick because he found some uh, some inefficiencies uh, in this one, depending on where you can find the odds. Anyway, um, one other thing. Do you think Muhammad – or do you think the world record goes down? Yeah, I do. Okay. And you're picking yep. McLaughlin. I don't know, man. 5190 is fast. But <laughs> I'm looking at 2019 as a, a, a precursor to, to this. And it was fast at trials and then it got faster at, at world championships. So it's more fun to pick the world record. No one, no one wants to talk to the guy who's saying, no, no, that will not be a world record. I already, you know, picked against Centro's American record. So I think there's I think there's a chance here. There's a chance, obviously, a good chance that it goes I think it's down happening again. I think just watch Muhammad, though. I, I'm picking McLaughlin, but but w- I will not be shocked in the least if Muhammad has a, a counter to what happened in, in Eugene. All right, so we uh, should we go distance? to relays? Oh, relays, we relays okay. and then distance. Yeah, so I'm I'm interested, obviously, in this women's four by one and the four by four is fun. Women's four by one, Jamaica is the big favorite. You got the big three that we talked about with Fraser Price, Thompson Hurrah, and Shrika Jackson. Plus, you add in there Natasha Morrison, who 
ran 10.87 this year. They get to stick around. They're far and away the most talented team with the best season bests, best personal bests. What I'm interested in is, is that world record in Jeopardy, the U.S. world record from 2012, where they ran 40.82. I looked up the season bests, Gordon, compared and contrasted. Here we go. Here's what we got. Now, these also included the Olympic times. So there's a way that Jamaica actually improves upon their times and gets even faster. But going into that four by one, Jetter, Carmelita Jetter's season best was 1078. Bartoletta's was 1085. Felix was 1089. Bianca Knight's was 1113. Now, the U.S. had other people that were well under 11 seconds, but Knight was really good on the curve. So that's why she was in there. So you could take the top three there. 1078, 1085, 1089. Compare that with Jamaica's squad here. If they do the four that I mentioned, Fraser Price, 1063, Thompson Hurrah, 1071, Sharika Jackson, 1077, Natasha Morrison, 1087. So you have three people faster than the U.S.'s number one back when the U.S. ran the world record. Now, I know it's not the same thing. Handoffs matter. And it's not like running a flat hundred, right? There's Felix, Felix is better with a flying start is better than coming out of the block. So it's not a perfect way to figure this out, but it just lets me know that they, they have the ability to, to break this record. Yeah. I think the record will get broken. We haven't seen this much in like star studded depth on one country ever. You just listed it, the world record breaking team. Didn't have close to what this Jamaican team has right now. Um, I don't know why it's been under the radar, but like this is, this is we're 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 witnessing history. We're witnessing the buildup of history where the big three of Jamaica, when they all get to be, they've been comp competitors all season long. But the moment they get to go together, it's they're gonna. I could see, I could see it be like. I'm going to say it. What are you about to say? I think they're going to run like four sub 40.5. I think they're going to smash it. 40.5. All right. I guess it, it just depends on, you know, how clean they can be with the exchanges because the, they have so many options. It's almost ridiculous. Because if you're trying to find a weakness in the team, you really can't because Thompson's really good on a curve. Jackson's obviously – they've all run good 200s, and they've all run consistently good. You give Fraser Price a flying start on the backstretch, she's great there. You put her an anchor because she's got a bunch of experience there. That makes sense. There's no real bad way to construct this team given how good they are. And it's not as if they have these flash-in-the-pan PRs. They've run consistently well enough this year to let you know that this is who they are. Yeah, Fraser Price may not be able to replicate a 1063, but she sure as heck can run a 1070 because she's done that a lot. And then you're, you're working with already almost a tenth of a second advantage off of the world record team from the U.S. from, 20, from 2012. I don't think 40.5 is... Is crazy. I mean, it would be knocking three tenths off the world record, but you're right. This is a 
this is a generationally talented team. Yeah, and it's not like a, a team that's we're, they're going to have forever, right? Shelly Ann Fraser Price is like on the end of her career, so this is like that one time to still have the 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 a prime of Price on the same team as a prime of Elaine Thompson and Sharika Jackson. So I just think this is the moment, and they're going to go for it. And I think forty point five is what they can do. Mm-hmm. Got some folks in the chat saying that Brianna Williams might run ahead of. Natasha Morrison, but Brandon Williams has run well this this year yeah. too. And you can you can have it's you don't need. I just showed you the numbers from 2012. It's not like you need everybody to be 10-8 to run a fast time. It, it's putting the right combination of of people together. And what's Williams run this? Williams has run 1087 or 1097 this year as well too. So you got four people sub 11. You got all the experience in the world. This will be a fun one. This will be a fun one. I think uh, – just please don't drop the stick for the sake of track fans <laughs> everywhere. Just please don't do it. Hey, you know what I say about this? I think there should be no exchange zones in Yes. Yeah. yeah. Why should you be penalized for having one of your athletes have to run further than the other? Like that makes no sense. But they're all, they're all going the same zones. distance. They're, they so they're they gonna all are pick- running 400 meters. There's no competitive advantage if someone runs. You get to choose how how you break up your relay. That's what I think. I just think. We'd... So you, U.S. is number two in your rankings. Nigeria, three. Great Britain, four. Germany, five. Switzerland, Trinidad, and Tobago. Netherlands, Brazil, and Poland. Obviously, a lot can, can change there. U.S., I'm curious who they're going to run. But I'm more curious about who they're going to run the 4 by 4 Where, again, Gordon, I have them as a 99% chance the medal in the four by four. I've thought about this relay a lot. Thought about who they're going to put on it, who they're going to leave off. And I really think we're just going to have to wait. We're going to have to wait for the open four. <laughs> and luckily we do. We do. They do get that open. They don't need to make the decision now. But here's the deal. We just talked about. Let's assume. How, hold on. Assume. We just talked about how metalable, which is a word I just made up, how metable it is. For the U.S. women in the 400. So it'd be tough to leave off any woman who gets a medal in the 400 when it comes time for the relay. Now, it's also going to be tough to leave off Muhammad McLaughlin, who ran in 2019, and a thing Mo, who's put out a crazy fast time and who's probably going to do well in the 800, we can assume. Something's got to give here. And I, it's not going to be the difference between gold and silver. They're going to win regardless. They're going to win going away. But it will be interesting to see how this decision is made. Okay, let's do this. Let's map it out. Let's assume a thing Mo wins the 800. Mm-hmm. Let's assume Sydney and Delilah go 1-2 in the 400 hurdles. Mm-hmm. And let's assume Allison and Quinira go 2-3 in the 400. They both lose to Shawnee miller Weibo, And they run 49 seconds when they go 2-3. Mm-hmm. And let's assume fourth place was uh, Waylon Jonathan, And she runs mm-hmm. like 50 flat and gets fourth. So okay. you have 2-3-4 in the 400, 1-2 in the 400 hurdles, and 1 in the 800. So they all ran really well. What's your team? 
if I'm the relay coach and that situation happens and I'm in charge of doing this, I tender my resignation and get on a flight and go back home. <laughs> it would be tough. Okay, wait. In a scenario, Hayes finishes ahead of Felix? Yes. Well, that'll make it more complicated. Okay. If Felix goes in front of Hayes, then it would be Mo, Felix, McLaughlin, Muhammad. But in essence, she'd be blocked. So then if you were going to put Felix on, you'd have to drop one of those other three. Am I predicting what I think is going to happen or am I predicting what I, who I would put on there? Both. Let's do who you would put on there and then what you think will happen. I would, I would put, you'd have to put Quinera Hayes on there. And then if you're saying they went one, if McLaughlin and Muhammad want to run and they just went and you're in the scenario, they ran really well in the four hurdles. Yeah. You're saying Sydney broke the the world record. The little got a new PB. Yeah. Well, and then a thing Mo runs. The only debate there. The, well, the, you're making this really hard. So again, uh, I will. Uh, I will resign. I get the only argument. No, there would be no argument. You'd have to put a thing Mo on there. So it would be Mo McLaughlin, Muhammad, and Hayes. Now, what would they do? Oh, I mean, <laughs> They're putting Allison Felix on it. Yeah. That that just that seems to be the the consensus. So to avoid that being becoming a messy situation, you'd have to put I mean, she'd have to finish ahead of Hayes, or one of those other three women would have to show some sort of vulnerability. I guess the only so you think- here's the thing that's tricky about it though, and people pointed this out before. The four hundred final is the day before the four by four, too. So it's not as if yeah. you can make the argument of, oh, she'll have fresher legs versus if a, if a thing, Mo, if the 800 was day eight and the four by four was day nine, you could make an argument and a lot of people would call BS on it, but you can make an argument and say, hey, she's just, she's had a long season. She just won gold in the 800. We want to go with the sure thing here and, and Felix is solid. But the 800 finals on day five. So this thing is set up right now to just become the most complicated controversial process that's how it's set up between who's involved and where the races are and how good everybody is that's the that's the setup all right so let's assume they want to take two people who run the open four allison and quinera or allison and wadlin yeah who is the odd woman out among the three of delilla sydney and a thing i think it would be a thing just because she wasn't on the 2019 team. And I know that's a silly Isn't that way bullshit? to bullshit. That's so that's silly. A silly way. That makes no yeah. sense. Yeah. Because, and she ran the, and she has the fastest time of the year with a 49 two. But I, I, I think that's, and it's just putting an 800 person on it. Now calling her an 800 person. I know it was completely limiting her, her ability, but I think that's just like different than putting four meter hurdlers on it. I think it's just perceived as different. But, I don't know. Let, yeah, let but me just say. Do you think that the, the, the relays coach didn't agree. watch the season and saw that thing is like better than everyone? I know. Unless you would have won. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not saying I agree with this before people get on me in the chat about it. I'm just saying that that would be what I think the conventional wisdom falls back to because 
you don't want it. You're not going to take Muhammad or McLaughlin off if they want to run. I think you take Muhammad off. But in your scenario, she runs a PB. Odd woman should be out. If if Muhammad runs in your scenario, she gets a if she runs fifty one ninety eight in the formula hurdles and loses, that's hard to take her off too because in twenty nineteen. Well, I'll be like, hey, Dilla, what are you what are you doing the flat four hundred? You know, a thing Mo's running forty nine two. Are you doing that? No, you're well, running fifty one seconds with hurdles. It's different. Yeah, all all this <laughs> all this could be avoided. All this could be avoided if one of your ideas, the only idea that you've had that's good over the last couple months, came to fruition and there was actually a tryout. Yeah. Last last week, they all ran together. They ran a, everybody was interested who was in the pool, ran the Shamir got to go back and try to And you got it. to see and you got to see who was who who was where. And then that way because in, in essence you sometimes get penalized for then putting yourself out there and running a quarter. Because if it's not that good, then they say, Well, we know who you are and you're not that fast, versus other people who don't run quarters throughout the year and then get added. Again, I think the best team is gonna be if the scenario you say unfolds would be Whoever wins the whoever finishes first in the open four plus the three non four hundred meter runners. Yeah, but do people I does agree. anybody disagree with that? Is is there any argument against that? I think most people think that that's like that would be the group if you were forced to pick a team and your life was on the line. So I just hope they don't do a thing dirty and be like, "Hey, a thing you can be in the prelim of the four by four, then you still get the medal." And it's just like, no, okay. just because she's young, doesn't, don't screw over like that. She's better than everyone. Here's the problem with that. Can you see the obvious way in which that backfires? She How goes in the prelim. Okay, they go and they yeah. say, hey, just cruise through this prelim. Don't worry about it. And <laughs> she runs like 48.9. <laughs> exactly. She's smart. She knows what's what. And she dares them to take her off the team when she splits a 48.9. That's how that backfires. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what she would do. Mess around and like out, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, that happened okay. to that happened to me in, in high school. I was not supposed to be on a four by eight because of a p- political thing. I was whatever. And so the coach said, because I was a senior, and he's like, All right, coach, the coach said, We will let you run the prelim instead. Mm-hmm. And so I ran the prelim and I ran faster than everyone else. And the person that was supposed to replace me for the final then just got, nope, Gordon, you're, you're running the final now. So yeah, I was able yeah. to like, you know, so that happens, right? People can prove themselves in a prelim and say, all right, well, we're not going to take off the fastest leg for the final. That makes no sense. So that's what she could do. Yeah. She probably will run the prelim, right? Because she'll be fresh. They yeah. might, they'll probably use well, her in the prelim. Well, and they'll pro- here's, here's okay, so here's another way you could, you could get around this. Um, women's formula finals, formula hurdle finals is day six in the morning, right? The next day is round one of the four by four in the evening. And you could put her and Muhammad out there and run, run off for it. I know that's really hard to do because you have different legs and different splits, but you could at least try to get a comparison of the two. Yeah. That's one thing. That's one thing that you could. You could try. People in the chat are talking about you got to put Felix on there because of her experience. 
I would get that argument if it was a four by one, but it's a four by four. You can anybody can get the stick. Yeah, you can get the <laughs> stick around. But then again, but he, but here's the other part of it. Again, I don't think this thing is going to be decided by two tenths of a second or yeah. three tenths of a second. I think the U.S. is going to be solid regardless. So I don't think it's going to end up mattering who you pick in terms of who gets gold. They're going to get gold. They'll be fine unless they just pick a completely random off the board top four that we're not even mentioning. So it, it'll matter to track people because if a thing Mo isn't on it and she's ran a 49-2 and then runs in the prelim and runs something crazy, then you'd say, okay, you got to put her on. I would love to be a fly on the wall for the discussions. I'm just hoping that Thingmo gets in and she does well, and therefore we can start this transition of more and more 800-meter runners being in 4x4s at international events. Because I think that like, if Kenya wanted to, Kenya could put together a really good 4x4 with like their 800-meter guys. Right, Career and Saruni can run forty, can split forty three seconds. So like, mm-hmm. and I, you know, we look at Donovan Brazier. He could probably run a fast four hundred if he wanted to. I think we could start this conversation of like, hey, eight hundred meter runners are four can can be on four by fours. We already yeah. uh, we already say uh, four hundred meter hurdlers can be on four by fours. I think we need to start saying eight hundred meter runners can be on four by fours. And the thing is that one who starts that conversation. So here's the other issue too, with the way the schedule is, because these schedules are not standardized and it's a mess every year to figure out. (laughs) You can't really put any woman who's making that 400 meter final is not going to want to run the four by four heats because it's the day before. So you could have say all three U S women make the final none of them are going to be in that four by four prelim. Now they are, they took eight people. So they have plenty of people to use plus the two four meter hurdles plus a thing Mo. So they have literally two way too many people for the available spots. But I'm saying if you were trying just to get more data on who you should pick, or you're trying to basically make the process as fair as possible, which in this case, it's, that's basically impossible to do. Then it will, it'll be tough. The only person you can add to that would be someone who went out in the semis. But if someone goes out in the semis, they don't really have an argument for being on that 4 by 4 team in the final. Yeah. Rest of the top be 10. Interesting. Rest of the top 10. You got uh, Jamaica, Great Britain, Poland, Bahamas, Canada, Netherlands, France, Germany, Ukraine. Uh, mixed 4 by 4 which we're not going to talk about here. We're going to move on to the distance. But the mixed 4 by 4 U.S., Jamaica, Netherlands, Dominican Republic, Poland, Great Britain, Belgium, Nigeria, Ireland, Spain. I would like to watch a 30 for 30 on how you put together those rankings because the mixed gender <laughs> 4 by 4 uh, man. Hey, they're going to be right. Uh, I'm, that's where I'm going to put my house on, my mixed gender 4 by 4 rankings. I mean, people are talking in the chat about what are your thoughts on the mixed relay. I think the U.S. will be fine. But I don't really – I mean, they, they're going to run – I think they'll run two separate – they're going to give peop, as many people reps as possible. So they'll you do know who's definitely going to be on one – who's definitely going to be on one of them? Allison Felix because they need to oh, I don't think so. boost her metal numbers. Gonna, I don't think she's going to want to run a – put a 400 in her legs before – even if it's a week before. No, nah, she's going to run it. I don't. Th- I don't think she'll run it. Women's They'll day put it in five. The prelim. No, I don't think she'll do it. You don't What's think she'll do point? it? I think she will. 
You get to I mean, add to your three. number to say that you're better than Bolt. That's what the whole purpose yeah. of this whole meet is, to say she's better than Bolt, which is not true. Dude, but that's the whole purpose three, of the meet. You have three – stop. You just got done saying you were wrong about Allison Felix, and you're digging the hole again. She have three days off. I just don't get – if you're going to run in a – like why not do another tune-up 400 then? Right, you have all this preparation to get yourself ready to go. It seems like a bit of a waste. She's going to run the mixed four by four, and then there's going to be that graphic of her on top of the mountain with Bolt being like, ah, and Allison Felix with like mom power being like, I am better than you. That's what's going to happen. Here's here's a problem. I'm visualizing the the NBC graphic now. The the mixed four by four screwed up the entire schedule because they tried to keep those two days clean. For for four hundred meter runners, which makes this this ridiculous backlog towards the back of the event, and you have a situation like the four hundred meter runners running in the final on one day, and then the four by four final the next day, and the four by four heats overlapping, and then the situation like Miller Weibo where the four hundred and the two hundred overlapping. So, I'm not a fan of the event. I have never been a neither fan am of the I, event, and I'm still not, especially when it wreaks havoc on the rest of the schedule. Even though they still Carlos. probably should be able to, they should still probably be able to make a schedule that works even with that relay, but you're just adding events so the U.S. can win at this point. So. Carl Lewis called it a clown event. There you go. When they first made there it. There you go. It's a clown event. All right, let's keep rolling right. here. 800. Um, do we sell Travis? We might have lost Travis. No, we lost we, Travis. His, he, he had to go. We, we got a lawn, though. We got a lawn. Here we okay, go. Okay, we got a lawn. Uh, 800. 800. So we're going back. We're going to go 8, 15, 5, 10 steeple. We got five events to go here. 800, the aforementioned Athing Mo comes in with the fastest time of the year. 156.07, won the trials, won NCAAs, had basically the dream season. She might need to go up another level here, though, to win this event because this event is is quite deep. Uh, Rosemary Almanza of Cuba has two 156s. Natoya Gould has a 156. Ajay Mills, uh, Wilson just coming off that 157. You got Gemma Riki with the 156. This event, Gordon, I think has, when I talked before about imagining people winning gold, I think this one has the highest amount of people I could imagine winning the gold medal. There's a solid eight people here who I think could win gold with a thing, though, at the top of the list. So for some reason, I'm the exact opposite. I just, like, 100% think a thing, Mo's going to win. Like, there's I'm not, not saying she's the favorite. Enough- I'm just no, saying no, like, you could picture other people winning. Like you could I can't. Like Halima Nakai won in twenty nineteen. Huge surprise. Going to that mean I did not picture her winning. But if she wins again, I could picture her winning. Raven Rogers got a silver. I could picture her getting a gold. Ajay Wilson been knocking on the door for a while now. I could picture her getting a gold. Gemma Riki's yes, been I solid can... in the Diamond League. I could picture her getting a gold. Almanza, even though not a household name, um, you could she's run one fifty six twice this year. You could see her getting a goal, then it wouldn't be completely out of left field. Natoya Gould, she's only made one final in her career, but she's run 156. She's been in enough races. I can see her getting a goal. Get at you of Ethiopia, who's just completely out of nowhere. No results before 2020 that I've been able to find. She's only run in five results in the database between 2020 and 2021, but she ran 156 at the Ethiopian trial. So I could picture her getting a goal. Enough people have run fast or have been no. around long enough to where I could see them getting a goal. Contrast that with- but Here's the thing. Something like the here's men's the 100. Outside the top three okay, in the men's, we're not talking about like, the men's. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying, like you can't even picture, like a lot of it, you can't even picture somebody winning a goal. Well, he, I could picture all those. Here's women the problem. Gold. Here's the problem with pick, having all these pictures of people with gold medals. 
all those pictures require in the image a thing Mo not winning. Getting which beat. I could imagine, which which is possible. When, what what where based on her resume that she's had up to this point, what has she done that I'll imagine that thinks that she's gonna lose? I, I just don't see it. I, I think she is the I am I can more likely see Joe Kovacs beat Ryan Krauser or Sam Kendricks beat Mono Duplantis than Natalia Gould beat a thing Mo or Ajay Wilson or Raven Rogers. Like a thing Mo has shown no weakness. Her biggest weakness, which I predicted, was an indoor four hundred where she didn't oh, no, no, get no, no, to no, no, the no, no, no. get to the line in time. Outside of that, she's no. shown no weakness. I'm not gonna let you sit on this podcast after doubting a thing Mo for six and a half months and now claim that this was all inevitable, <laughs> that there's no possible way she can be beaten. I just listed all the people who've run 156 this year. This is her first Olympic Games. It's the 800. It's an unpredictable event. Of course she can be beaten. Is she the favorite? Yes, I believe she's the favorite. But the depth is such that there's a lot of possible winners. And the reason I brought up the men's 100 it's like how many people can you imagine standing on top of that podium? You could you could obviously see Bromel there. And then how many past that? Baker, DeGrasse, Sabine? Like how many guys can you like picture four. putting the gold yeah, gold medal around their neck? Versus four. something like this where it's super, super deep. So again, some of us on this podcast, not you, have been saying a thing Mo is legit all year. So I'm not going to sit here and listen to you give me the lecture about how great a thing Mo I'm is. I know I'm she's great. I'm allowed to change my mind. You're allowed to change your mind. Uh, you did on Felix, and then you keep doing these 180s for some reason. Something happens, and you just get upset. But but it's still it's still an 800 in a major championship, right? And she's not at the Rudisha level dominant. She's not at the Semenya level dominant. She's been great this year. She is the favorite, but obviously she's she's vulnerable. Everybody. But is. here's the thing. When she does win this, you're going to want – and she goes into next year continuing to win. You're going to start saying the phrase Udisha and Semenya because you'll be like, we don't see a, an avenue for her to be beat. She's – Okay. I mean, and we'll when, have that when, conversation when it happens. We'll have that conversation when okay. it happens. You're, predict, you're predicting something. I'm having that conversation now. Well, but you're arguing against the thing that's going to happen that you think might happen in the future and using that as evidence for the present. This is not how it works. Yeah. You can't be like, this thing hasn't happened yet and you're wrong. It's got to happen first. Listen. True. I'll say, I'll say a couple words here. Don't sleep on Ajay Wilson. Don't sleep on Ajay Wilson. And that 157 was the most meaningful co-ed race in history. <laughs> Write that down, Gordon. Yeah, Audrey Wilson. She's, she's getting back. One, she's plus one seventy five to medal. Look at her gold medal. I odds like those if odds. You want, if you want to know, her if you want to know, odds are plus a thousand. Yeah. That's good. Ten to one. Yeah. When a thousand bucks, Audrey Wilson wins. Do you think they were looking at the men's eight hundred meter results from that Penn Relays meet? Do you think they were digging Probably into that? Not. Probably, Probably not. not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have, but I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I would. I would go with Ajay Wilson meddling. I don't see her beating a thing though, because of my future projection of a thing though. <laughs> I have uh, U.S. gold medal seventy five percent chance at meddling. Seventy five percent, pretty high. Gold medal or just meddling? 
just meddling, just meddling. It probably you could you could talk me into being upwards to to eighty. Um, I mean, Rogers herself could medal. Audrey Wilson. What are the odds of a medal sweep? U.S. medal sweep. I could see that happening. It's more than one, right? Yeah, more than one percent. More than two, and it's more than three percent. I could keep going up. Tell me when to stop. More than four well, percent. Yeah, more. Than five. Yeah. With how with how good the field is, with how good the field is, it would be. It would be very impressive. It's, it's, a, it's a long shot for sure. But can you see any one of these women missing the final? It's it'd be weird if any one of them didn't get fine get didn't get to the final. Yeah, I mean, I can see people missing the final. That's the thing I see a lot of because I think eight hundred semifinals are just always weird and things happen. Yeah. So I could see that happening. My only concern with the thing Mo up until the trials was just like her youth and understanding getting through rounds and like not getting caught up in a slow heat that just she leans and whatever. And once she showed me that that's a non-issue, she went from eh, to like amazing in my mind. Mm -hmm. It was just that literally she became amazing after the semifinals. It wasn't even a final where she won. It was after the semifinals. I was like, okay, it's over. That's she's, she's the next decade of 800 meter running. Sorry, Ajay Wilson. Sorry, Raven Rogers. It's either it's a thing. Mo time. She ran forty nine five, and you're still like, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, she. I think her four hundreds were kind of like a result of a unique situation. I, you know, Donovan Brazier was fast. running. I her feel like really a lot fast. of. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying. I'm on. Hey, you now are on the wrong side of history. I was on the wrong side of history before the trials, and now. No. Before the I'm Olympics, she's not a lock. I'm just saying she's not a lock, and you're comparing it to Krauser, which is just crazy. Just crazy. Uh, someone in the chat mentioned the Brits in this event. Yeah, they're going to be solid. Yeah, all across the board on Ricky's good on the mid distances. Yeah, Hodgkinson very good as well too. They also have a medal threat in the 1500, which is where we'll go right now. Gordon, women's 1500, headlined by Faith Kipyegon, 2019 silver, 2017 champ, 2016 champ. 351.07 in that race against Safan Hassan in Monaco with that huge kick. Uh, she doesn't lose often, Gordon. Big question here is what Safan Hassan will do. She's entered in all three events. So the 15, the 5, and the 10, we preview those with a bit of an asterisk because we don't know right now which ones she's going to do. If she's going to do all of them, obviously that would be incredibly audacious if she does go for the triple. Other names to watch, Mir, uh, Perrier, St. Pierre. Gabrielle DeVue Stafford in there as well. I'm looking at your rankings here. Who do you got? Man, when Travis is gone, just the whole thing falls apart. Kipier gone. The whole thing falls apart. Hassan, Mir, Perrier St. Pierre, DeVue Stafford, then from Ethiopia, Gabriel Zibi here, and who won the Ethiopian trials. So these are, yeah, I think these are actually, how do you get these so close to accurate? And then for some reason you go to the women's 200 and your, your brain just short circuits. It's interesting. Uh, <laughs> So, do we need to do we need to start with? Do we need Maybe to start with whether? Hey, man, dude, do you know I had to rank four hundred and fifty things? That's a lot what of ranking. Forty five events, of top ten. What in time each. of day did you do it? What time of day? I don't know, but like four hundred and fifty things. Uh, it's I could be wrong on like thirty five of them, right? That's still like getting good at like four hundred and twenty some. 
15 some things. So like, yeah, yeah. I just, okay. I'm not going to dwell on it. Let's keep going. All right. So let's just talk about Hassan real quickly. So this would be the schedule. July 30th, 5k heats, August 2nd, 1500 heats, August 2nd, 5k final, August 4th, 1500 semi, August 6th, 1500 meter final, August 7th, 10,000 meter final. So in the context of the 1500, it would be her second to last race. It would be two days after the semi, but it would be four days after a 5k if she does this. I don't think she's going to run the 1500. I'm just going to say that right now. As a guy who yeah. predicts what events people will do, I think she's going to go back to the five and the 10. And I think one of the reasons she's going to do that is because the, the overlap. And then the other reason is Faith Kipiegon. And listen, that was ridiculous. 1500 in Monaco and Kipiegon won it going away. What do you think she's going to ultimately end up running, Hassan? Yeah, I agree with that. I think she's only entered into 15 if like something goes wrong in the 5K prelim. Right, because if that she for some weird reason doesn't make the five k final, then she can just do go right to fifteen ten k. But yeah, I think the fifteen is a super backup plan in the crazy chance she doesn't make the five k final. And plus, like you said, add in what faith did to her in Monaco. She took away all of her faith in the event, literally. Mm-hmm. So you see the little play on words right there. Yeah, it's good. It was good. Keep Spent going, all week working going. on that joke. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, even the thing is, e- even if Hassan did run it, I just don't see her really in the category with Faith right now. Hassan, like, Hassan has had a multiple races where you look like, man, obviously what she did in 2019 with her double, and then when she was breaking a world record and just showing constant good race after good race after good race. But all that came crashing to a crazy halt at Monaco when I was like, okay, she's not like in a different category as everyone else. She is human and she is not like, and after that race, like if she would have won that race and beat Kip Yegon in her own game, then I would be like, yeah, triple. She's like so good. She can do the triple. Just the rest of the world is not caught up to her ability. Triple or bust. But I think the Monaco 1500 showed that she wasn't infallible and that she was beatable. And I think if she's smart, she should recognize that and be like, Hey, I should probably try to win two gold instead of winning two silver and one gold. Yeah. I think she could medal in all three of these events. I think she's that good. But I think for her, gold is the objective, as it should be. She did the 1,500 10K double in, in Doha, and that was unconventional. And she was able to do it without impacting the other event, and she got the two, the two golds from it. This is an entirely different endeavor when you talk about three events in one major championship. It would be historic, but I just don't an extra silver or a bronze and then putting in jeopardy um, your, your 10 K the next day would be, I don't, you're right. I think this is like a contingency plan. You do it and then you make adjustments. You, you, you do it because something might happen and then you make adjustments from there. Um, Those two I see as kind of on one tier 
and then I have like the next tier, which Laura Muir is in, um, and she's been solid. Three fifty five. She got third in Florence in that in a fast race that had Kipiegon and Hassan. She also won one fifty six. These are her last uh, four global championships scored in outdoors in the fifteen hundred. Fifth, seventh, fourth, fifth. Always in the mix, always right there, but hasn't been able to get a medal. I think if Hassan is out of this event, she stands to benefit. Same with Perrier St. Pierre and, and the rest of the field. On the U.S. side of things, I have medal odds at 40%. 40% with the team of Perrier St. Pierre. 40? McGee and uh, Heather McLean. Well, I'm baking in the fact that I think Hassan is going to scratch. Okay. But still, I mean, that means you're banking on an American getting third, right? Behind Muir and Kipiegon? I think Perrier St. Pierre can beat Muir. I, I think that they're on, they could, they're in that, they're in the same range, I think. I think Kipiegon is a cut above everybody else. Muir's great. Yeah. Muir's solid. But I mean, I just read the, the record in major championships. Um, yeah. In a perfect race, yes, Muir should get second. It should be if Hassan's not there. It should be Kipiegon, Muir, and then a fight, a fight for the bronze. Um, yeah. But fifteen hundreds don't don't work out that way. And Kipiegon has been, she's so solid. She's underrated because nineteen became the Safan Hassan show. But you just look at her uh, year in and year out. She's she's phenomenal, top to bottom. So let's go to an event where we think Safan Hassan is running, which is the five k. And it's interesting, Gordon, Ethiopia, they say they're not going to have people double. So basically what they're doing is just making sure everybody's fresh to stop Safan Hassan. They came up with the Safan Hassan strategy here because you you have Gudolf Sagai, who was amazing in the 1500, indoors, ran 353, broke the world record, was bronze in the Doha 1500, but they're bumping her up and saying, no, 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 5K is where it's at. So she ran 14, 13 at the Ethiopian trials. Those trials were insane. The top three went 13, 14, 15. But I, but you'd have to, and you know, Helen O'Berry's in there as well. She was second at the Kenyan trials, but she was a, a gold medalist in, in Doha and the 2017 champion. But this is where the combination of strength and speed really comes into play for Hassan. I would assume you would, you'd pick her in this event. Yeah. This is the one that she is the best in, I think, based on the field that she's going up against. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no Faith Kipiegon. There's no fellow world record holder in the that she's going up yeah. against in the 10K. Today. So, yeah, I just I think she, the odds have her as plus 100 with uh, Obiri plus 400, and then everyone else kind of in the in the mix. So I, yeah, Hassan to me, this is this is the one. Like, get this medal, get the five k medal out of the way, get the gold here, and then figure out what you're doing with the rest of your of your uh, of your week at the Olympics. But this should be this should be the number one priority is secure the five k gold. Look at the field. And again, you can. This is winnable. Yeah, but you're going again. I mean, this is hard though because you're going against someone who's three fifty three and fourteen thirteen in Sagai. So this is going to be, this is going to be a battle. All these races are going to be challenging for Hassan at the top. I mean, again, I think medals are solid. She's she's in a good spot for medals, but 
gold is going to be going to be tough. But I like the chances of her beating Sagai versus beating Faith Kipyegon. A U.S. odds, I have at 10% here. Maybe I had the 1,500 too high, and maybe I'm a little too low on the women's 5K. But this would be history. The U.S. women have never medaled in this event in an Olympics or World Championship. Team of Cranny, Schweizer, and Schneider will try to change that. Do you see any scenario where Francine Nisambaya finds a way? Nian Saba. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Someone already said you're setting a PR for mispronunciations in this episode. So, and I know who these people are. It's not like it's the first time I read that. Like, I know who these athletes are. It's not like I'm like, oh, reading Elise Cranny. Where, what is she American? Like, I know what I'm doing. Right. So, anyway, uh, do you think there's any scenario where this race sets up well for her, where she's able to use her 800 meter speed to get a medal? Well, that would be the scenario where the pace, you know, that's that's the same scenario where, you know, Krisha Schweizer enters the mix a bit too, correct? Yeah. And and Cranny. Four flat, 1,500 speed. Yeah. yeah. Now, they've run run fast 5Ks, but they haven't done the 14, 13 type of deal. I don't think so. I think between Hassan and Sagai and the other two Ethiopians – and Obiri, the pace is going to get going. So I think that would leave Nian Saba on the outside. I also saw she's entered in the 10K too. She's run 31.08 in the 10K. But I think it's smart. It's smart to try to do both, and maybe one of them will accidentally go tactical, and they'll forget that there's a woman in there who's a uh, silver medalist in the 800. <laughs> it would be – that would be the story of all stories. That would be awesome. I mean, just, just, just incredible – if it if it turned out that way. I mean, I give her credit for pivoting to the five and ten and oh, still Travis. Still making it. So what's up? Uh I saw Travis on a screen. Was, oh, we got oh he's Travis back. back. Travis is back. Oh, tra- okay. We got Travis awesome. back. We're still live. He's back. All right, Travis, we're great. on the uh women's five K. We're going to the ten K now, right? Oh, we're going to ten K. We're, we're going up to the ten okay. K. We do this story. We do this show for Travis. I should mention the other uh Canyon women in there besides Obiri. Uh, Ren Gurick and Tirop, who are are solid as well and can medal. 10K. Here we go. Gordon's rankings. Hassan, G'day, Obiri, Sisson at four. Schweizer, Klosterhalfen, and then Sigi, Gebrisalama, Kalkiden, Gezahenge, Eilish McColgan, and Hitomi Nia of Japan. That's the top 10. So, again, the question here about Hassan. Will she double? Gudaf Sagai is entered in both, Gordon. I don't know if it's just an alternate situation, but that's something to to keep an eye on. I think it's the alternate. US has med- the U.S. has meddled in this in the past. Um, this is the battle of the two people who shared the world record over the course of a couple of days with Safan Hassan running 29.06 and then G'day outdoing her a couple days later running 29.01. I still lean Hassan here, though, just because the closing speed. Yeah, Eileen Hassan as well. I think even though Hassan doesn't have the world record, they're basically the same. They probably she would have had it if she ran after Gaday. You know, the difference between twenty nine oh one and twenty nine oh six to me is doesn't mean anything because they just happen to be on different times. So whatever. They they basically have the same PB in my mind. 
and Hase is just that much quicker. And mm-hmm. the 10K, it's going to come down to who has the final fast 600 or so. And Hase is going to have that over a good day, any day of the week. Um, mm-hmm. I do want to talk a little bit, though. I, I think what do you, we, we talk about odds. Do you think there's a chance we could have an Emily Enfeld-type performance where an American finds a way to get third in this race? I think it would be assuming that Hassan and Gaudet go one-two in any order. Do you think there's a chance where a Sisson or a Monson or a Schweizer find a way to get top three? Basically third, not top three, third. I, I mean, I have the metal odds at 10%, so that tells you what I think. It's just you have two women 29 low and two women who are not – shy about getting after it and it's just going to make it so so tough now i guess you're saying those two break away and then yeah so you know usually how this goes i mean that that year was historic but usually how this goes is yeah there's that battle up front right and then the u.s is in that six seven eight range which is which is awesome like that 2016 race with ayana you know molly huddle ran amazing but ayana was basically record right yeah, Ayana was out of the screen and Chariot and or, uh, Ayana ran Chariot and Debaba out of the screen and Ayana was um was just flying around the track. So I think it's going to be again something fast, something in the 29s which leaves them sort of out cuz you have people like uh if you look at like the yearly list here, it's not just those two. I mean those two are a cut above as they should be cuz they're running world records but then you have like geza hegne of bahrain like 2950 right um you know people write at 30 minutes it's just gonna be it's gonna be very very difficult i guess the one thing for the u.s is i feel like schweizer and sisson are two different types of runners and maybe that spreads out the chances so if it's two different types of races that they could have somebody just factor in late. Because what you want is just someone who's able to hang around and capitalize on people having a bad day. But when I look at that that yearly list right there, it's, that's daunting for me. Yeah. What you would want is you want Gaudet and Hassan to push the pace, incredible pace. You have a bunch of other athletes kind of be like in over their head and not – and just go with it. And yeah. then the Americans don't go with it. They kind of stay a little bit off of it. And then they hope that there's a lot of carnage in that final mile or two miles. And they pick people off and then find a way to get to third. And just hope that like maybe the weather is super hot or something. Maybe that helps a situation where there's a lot of carnage. But they're just basically going to need Gaudet and Hassan to blow up the field and have all this casualties and then Americans just kind of walk their way through up to third. That's I think the yeah. way it would happen. So that 2015 race was slow. 31-41 was the winning time. Everybody was in it late, right? Like we we remember the Enfield huddle thing, silver or sorry, bronze and, and fourth, obviously. But Shalane Flanagan was sixth in 31-46. So there were three women in the top six and everybody was bunched together. You contrast that, and I know not every championship is going to be the same, but you contrast that with with 2019 
in in Doha, and you had the winning time thirty seventeen, Gaudet thirty twenty one, Tirop thirty twenty five for bronze, and that's that was that was Hassan really moving the last fifteen hundred too. It wasn't as if it was they were max from the get go, and then you had the Americans come through eight nine ten, which. You know, I think in this, you know, in that five, five, six, seven would be the best possible sort of range for that top finisher. Because you also have people like Klosterhofen, who I hadn't heard much from this year. She had run one race in, in Texas where she got that German record in the 10K and then popped up yesterday uh, on Sunday, ran, ran 14.51, and she's only running the 10,000. So... I just think someone's going to take the pace on and push it. And even if they don't, Hassan will, Hassan can drive from farther out. And this is the, this will be the last one, right? August. Yeah. August the 7th. So she'll have every, every other race behind her. If she triples, <laughs> she'll be extremely tired. So final event, are we going into the 3k steeple? Yes. Yep. Let's do it. 3k steeple. This is the race where, I'm going to make a lot of money. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to make a lot of money because the odds uh, right now say, let me find it. Let me bring it up. They have for the women's, they have Emma Coburn. Oh, crap. People started betting it. Dang it. She was plus 400. Now she's only plus 250. I should have got ahead of this. Damn it. Anyway, uh, Emma Coburn was not, is not the favorite according to Vegas. But I think Emma Coburn is going to win this race. I think the fall in Monaco is kind of a disguise of how good she truly is. I think she showed that she can be in it. I think Beatrice Chepkowicz is not going to be running, you know, out of her mind, winning the beating the field by 15, 20 seconds. I think this is going to be a a nine flat to 907 type race and i think emma coburn is going to be perfectly fine with that and find a way to be in it with the final lap to go and have the best kick and win that's i think think. she's in a good spot i think i don't think you're being too optimistic about her chances i think there's a lot of reasons to to like her in this race as you mentioned chep coach is the world record holder but we've seen enough races from her this year to know that she's not going to run 844 or even 854. Kiang, 903 season's best. I don't think that scares Coburn. She was with her at that last water jump before she fell in Monaco. Uh, you have Abebe of Ethiopia, 902. She can handle that. Uh, Avi of Bahrain, another 902. The world leader in this event is Nora Jerutu, and she's not racing. That was basically her whole season was, was one race when she ran um, that that nine flat and then hasn't raised since. So not only do I think Coburn can win, I think the U S can get two medals out of this, I'm not predicting a 2017 redux with gold silver, but I think this is setting up well too, for Frerichs with a lot of people in that, that range that you mentioned. And this is, this is breaking perfectly for, for Coburn and Frerichs. I mean, Coburn, this would be f- four medals for her. She hasn't shown that she gets overwhelmed by, by these world championship moments. In fact, she usually elevates her game and outperforms her seed. And now she's obviously we're talking about her as one of the favorites. I, th- I think this could be gold for Coburn. 
just got a comment from uh, the YouTubes uh, from Ariane Udaha. Can't say that name either. Damn, no one should ever bet on the steeplechase. Too many things can go wrong and do go wrong. Very true. But I'm still going to bet. I'm going to bet on every event, and I'm going to either be very wealthy or out yeah. a lot of money. But I'm, I'm content. I've already committed the money I'm, as, as if it doesn't exist anymore. I already lost it. Now all I can do is just recoup it back by winning. That's my mindset. There you go. All right. Anything else in the steeple? No, man. This is a great pod, man. Almost two hours. Hour 45. Yeah. We'll let people go. We we, we got the two we had we had two seasons of Travis. We had the season one where he was <laughs> there for the first hour, and then he came back for a season two special in the last ten minutes. It's great. Mm-hmm. All right. On Wednesday, we're gonna do the men's recap. Um men's recap. recap. Men's preview. preview. Sorry. My you my, my brain is you know, I can go a hundred minutes and then after a hundred minutes everything starts to to go south. But <laughs> Hopefully we'll have a positive update too. If people have been following this Luis Grijalva story, hopefully there'll be a yeah. positive development that we can talk about um, with him as well too, as he tries to um, get clearance to compete at the Olympic Games. We'll preview all the running events on Wednesday. Thanks to Elon for producing. Thanks to Travis for helping out with production as always. Uh, Four days away. Or track podcast YouTube channel. Yeah wherever you download audio podcasts to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever. For Gordon, I'm Kevin. We'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Olympics, four days.